0: You know, the world right now is a really unsettled place. And for such a time as this, women play a most important role in history as peacemakers. The goal of Ladies of Liberty Sound Off is to affect the lives of women in an empowering way through discussion of important issues of the day. So, are you ready? The Ladies of Liberty are ready to sound off. So, recently, there was a situation In my hometown, which when situations of this magnitude physically reach near you this close and then you know people who know victims, it really makes you think twice and it hits home pretty hard. So Michigan State University had a shooter recently and this person took three young adult lives and wounded five that are in, they're all in ICU, critical condition, one night shooting spree. And our daughter has a best friend who was in a classroom, in a class that evening with the door open, not sure why, but the door was open and the shooter was on that hall. Oh, my. And they heard the gunshots. And immediately, the gunman left. The police came in and took everyone in that classroom over to a nearby museum. It's called the Broad. And it's this super ultra-modern, can't-miss-it-looking museum. We call it the Shark. And everybody was there with the police. And they were held there until the all clear, which meant they found the shooter. So it took until 1230 in the morning and they found the shooter and the shooter took his own life. So no answers, not that there would be any answers. There's There couldn't be any answers that would satisfy anyone. Don't even really don't even wanna know. But it was a really difficult time and it has made me think again because these sorts of incidents are happening at an to say at an alarming rate just sounds like a headline i wish i knew the correct headline to put that somebody in the news the other day stated we have had more was it gun death by gunshots in this year than we have had days in the new year. uh, uh, That just blows my mind. I can't even, I can't even, can't even, period. So my thought is overwhelmingly with mental health. According to the news, this person was showing warning signs, people as in neighbors and those that had seen him uh, he, he had apparently a target practice in his backyard and he would shoot every single day. Can you have target practice in your backyard in Michigan? I don't think so, especially in the city. But nobody stopped him. But the neighbors said it happened every day. Wow. Like clockwork. Also, he's 43, was 43, which is an odd age, I think, for something like this and the location of a, a university. Like, why? No one will know why. Um, Apparently, he was a quiet person, but did this target practice every day. But he did have run, run-ins run with the police regarding firearms. Um, And then, for whatever reason, that night decided that was the night. But I overwhelmingly come back to, and now I have to say this and Linda, you will, you and I've talked about this. I have been one for let's get rid of guns. Let's just get rid of guns. And that will solve all the problems. I've kind of changed my tune (laughs) right now. All I can think about is mental health. The real problem, the true problem, the serious issue is mental health health people are going to get guns always and forever there are ways to get guns the bigger issue and the bigger problem in my opinion is the mental health in this country and how we have failed our citizens we have failed people we have failed the citizens we have failed the system and the system has failed the people and for some reason all the money is being the government money is being filtered for other more important things And yet this mental health issue in the United States, in my opinion, far exceeds any epidemic pandemic, whatever problem you can think of it. What do we do? Well, there's the,
1: the big question. What do we do? Because, um, I'm really glad you, you came over to my side on the guns. (laughs) Um, I, I feel you know, as somebody that doesn't live in a city, as somebody that lives in a very rural area, um, there's no way that I would would live out here. Nobody could get to me if somebody tried to break into my house or, you know, many times when we're traveling from here to there in the country, we're in very isolated places and you want to be able to protect yourself because nobody else is going to be able to protect you. But what you said is, true on all counts. So you, you said that the bad guys are always going to get guns. And that's true. They're always going to get guns. So who's going to be the people without guns is going to be the good people, the law abiding people. And that's not the way that it's going to help anything. All it's going to do is make them more victims. So mental health is something that I've talked about for years and years, Becky. It's, it's, it, it is a, big big subject to me we have done everything that you've said we have failed people citizens with mental health issues in every way that we possibly could and back to the history of this and i don't remember the years at this point i wrote an article on it a while back it's on america out loud um, and talks about the homeless people and the, the mental health issues And when uh, we closed the mental health institutions way back uh, in the 70s or 80s, somewhere around there, uh, and let the people go out and live in homes, we created an absolute nightmare for the public, but even more so for the mentally ill people. And one of the things that happened, just so people have a perspective, is back in those days, the people were required when when they went out of these institutions that were closed down and they went into group homes, they were required to take their medication to keep them balanced, right? And the um, ACLU sued and said, nobody should have to, have to take medication if they don't want it. Well, they won. And so now people didn't have to take their medication. So they completely went off balance and Uh, Went out and they ended up in the street and they ended up living on the street. They ended up being victimized over and over and over. And to this day, that's where we're at. So if you are even a family that has money to spend on helping somebody in your family with mental health, try to get it. It's very, very difficult. And if you don't have a lot of money to spend on somebody in your family that desperately needs mental health care, even worse, um, it's virtually impossible. You you are on waiting lists, you are shuffled around, but the person never gets the help. I have a friend right now going through that with one of her children, uh, her, her adult children. And the the amount of shuffling where nothing gets done is absolutely criminal. And we in this country, uh, I just answered somebody on Twitter because well, I rarely do that, but they made me upset with their comment about th- their, the great infrastructure bill that Joe Biden got passed, right? Have you looked and read that inf- infrastructure bill? We're not doing anything on infrastructure, there's a whole lot of pork in there and there's a whole lot of wasted money for things that are so bizarre. You can't even believe it, but there's nothing in there for mental health. And there's nothing in any of the things that have been passed in this administration to help people that have mental health issues. So back to your point with the college, Becky, here's somebody that, that this shooting that happened um, in your hometown didn't happen in a vacuum. There were signs from this person that there were problems long before this. And somebody knew, whether it be a friend, a relative, people on social media, law enforcement, or all of the above, or any of the above, somebody knew that this person needed some help. And either they looked the other way, or they couldn't get help, or it was too much trouble, or who knows what. Um, Another big problem that we have is Judges letting these people just out um, when, when they do have a, a, a law enforcement issue, just, just let them back on the street. You know, we don't give them any care. And it's, it's such a disservice to human beings to treat them that way. And it's such a disservice to the human beings that are well, as were all of these students who now are either critically injured or dead, because somebody somewhere didn't pay attention so it's a it's a really big deal this country spends a fortune on illegal aliens coming over the border giving them phones and clothes and places to stay for free i mean they stay in nicer hotels than i do for free and they get put up you know they stay in hotels while our veterans sleep on the street Our mentally ill sleep on the street so the, all of that money that we are wasting there, and probably for lots of these other programs that we have, you know, like how how does how long can a cat walk on a treadmill or something that they do in our government is ridiculous. Where we need to be spending it on the human beings and the lives in our country, and go back to institutionalizing people that need to be institutionalized and maybe this man did need it or maybe he didn't i don't know but there are enough people that do need it for their own safety and their own protection the protection of society that that we need to we need to open institutions there are people that are unable to take care of themselves and we need to take care of them and we're not
0: we're just but not. don't you- Don't you think, Linda, the ACLU will never let that happen? No, they'll. But don't you think that they will never allow for institutions to to resurrect and for people to be placed in institutions sometimes against their will, but for the betterment of society and the protection of themselves and society? I mean, it seems like they that was done decades ago and through between kennedy and reagan undone yes and i and i don't see the aclu saying oh, you want, you know what uh let's go back to the drawing board i guess we'll allow for people to be placed in institutions again and but I what don't we see see need this common sense
1: for this and we need judges well of course to it deny is
0: <laughs> the aclu the win okay that's the point that is the point how do we get those judges by voting properly okay but you know with that said in today's society (laughs) i don't think you're going to get a whole lot of people who are going to agree with that sadly it's it's all about oh we want to be careful we we don't want to make this about and then fill in the blank we don't want to make it about gender we don't want to make it about race we don't want to make it about this we don't want to offend they have rights even though they're mentally unstable and they're shooting people they have rights they do have rights you can't you can't force them to take any medication because they have rights i i don't know how we're going to reverse the utter ridiculousness that has been happening you know what you just made me think of we have rights you can't force
1: people to take medication however we were virtually forced all over the country to take vaccines that have turned out not to be such a great thing. Um, The CDC has just come out again about masks when masks have, have in every study shown to be pretty worthless for, for preventing COVID, but, but they, they put restrictions on people. You can't go on a plane. You can't go overseas. You can't go here. You can't do this. If you don't have a vaccine, you're going to lose your job. So why can't they do that to people who are unable to make decisions for themselves, whose minds don't work properly? It's, it's not a, it's not a bad thing. It's, it's, it's not like you're putting them in, in prison and, and harming them. You, you are, I mean, I, I have seen when I was in the police department, I have seen, hundreds of people on the street that were mentally ill, people in boxes, people, you know, surrounded by filth and and being victimized by other people because they are mentally ill constantly, or they take something given to them like a drug and then they become addicted. So now they're mentally ill and addicted. I mean, we, we have a huge problem here and we, sometimes you have to both of us are parents, right? Our kids had rights. Did we say, no, you can do whatever you want because you have rights? No, we said, no, you have to eat your vegetables or no, you have to take a bath or you have to, I mean, just common sense. And humanity tells you that, that people need, some people need help and we need to be helping them. This, I don't know all the details, on on what happened with this particular shooter but the bigger picture is just as you said that most cases that you can name with any of these mass shootings has been a mental health issue
0: yep there was a in this article that i'm reading by the detroit news stated and this was something that i missed in an earlier article that i read that i'm trying to find the quote here um i'm not finding it but i can remember according to a neighbor now one one source that i read stated he seemed like a quiet man but in the in this article it states that he was a hellraiser oh and that and that he would shoot his gun. I was saying target practice. That's That was kind. Apparently what he was doing was shooting his gun out his back door, just into the air, into the yard, just shooting it. I cannot imagine being his neighbors.
1: Well, I, I can't imagine. And I'm curious as to where he lived because bullets travel a very long way. So... Uh, the the first thing is if somebody had called the police they would have taken that gun away from him or or arrested him because you cannot fire in a neighborhood like that and well and- where i live in a rural area um we can fire our guns and you know we can uh shoot deer on our property but you still have to have a, a certain number of acres you know so that
0: you're not going to be Oh, no. Where he, near something. Where he lived, the homes were close, close by. I well, can't... What
1: I, was wrong with his neighbors that they didn't call the police every single day until they did
0: something? You know, the only thing I can think of is people maybe were afraid. Afraid of what he actually just went and did. You know, he killed somebody. And they were maybe afraid if they called. But he did have run... He had... He had interaction with officers through throughout the years, throughout like say the past five years, and was on probation. He somehow avoided jail time, so they knew they knew who he was. They knew he had issues, especially and specifically with guns,
1: and yet, you know, well, the police. There, so there, there, are, there are rules for the police too, and they can't just take somebody's gun so they they have they, they have to follow rules and if he was allowed by law to have a gun that's one thing but you're if you're not allowed to shoot shoot the gun which i can't imagine you are within city limits right unless so going you're- protecting your own life then right there's there's some disconnect here about a man that's shooting every day um and and what ha- you know? Here's how I see it, and people are not going to agree with me. All of those neighbors, if they didn't call in about this happening, are almost as guilty as he is because you cannot sit and be blind to something happening that is going to be dangerous for yourself or someone else and do nothing. And that that's a problem. In America. that would
0: really be an interesting investigation to find out if or how many neighbors complained about it for how long, you know, did they just call in once? Did they call in repeatedly? So did the police drop the ball? Did they not follow through? Uh, You know, this does sound like there's more to the story than just a guy with a gun one day wakes up, does this at, at night, of course, but going back to what you said about, the vaccinations and mental health, that really does resonate with me.
2: Well, the out loud truth was the rallying call that started it all. A wide spectrum of programming from world and political news to societal, your health and cultural stories. Seven amazing years of news stories, informative podcast, and great talk radio. America out loud talk radio, the Liberty and justice for all. You already know Genesis plus HOCL is your best defense against viruses, but did you also know it's the most powerful weapon for eliminating airborne mold too? customers are raving about the Genesis foggers ability to tackle mold problems and the bad smells that go with them. And we all know mold is a hazard to your health. There's no airborne invader that Genesis can't handle. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code Outloud. With Genesis, you're ready for anything.
3: We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Well, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter the body is through the nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R dot Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today.
1: Welcome back to Ladies of Liberty Sound Off. I'm Linda Martinelli and I am a business owner and hail from Texas. A mom and a wife and a grandma. And I'm with Becky Komainen and Becky is a voice talent and a very talented voice talent. And she hails from Michigan and she is also a mom and a wife and you're not a grandma yet though. Heavens, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bites your tongue. Not yet. Oh, i got to tell you, you know,
1: yeah. when, you know dealing with, with little little grandchildren. Um, so I have a four-month-old grandson. And I just think back and I think, how did I do it? How did I work with all these kids? And, you know, when, when one grandson is, you know, throwing me for a loop and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I had... I had a bunch of them at home and, and I did everything. And how did I,
0: I know I do. I look at grandmothers now and I just think, Oh, and then I, we were later in life parents and and our daughter is 22 and I'm mature. (laughs) We'll (laughs) just say that. Sometimes Um, you're immature Becky, but. (laughs) That's right. That's right. I have my moments and my husband is even more mature than i am by 7 years and i keep thinking it is a terrible thought i'm like hurry up i hope that guy comes along because i want to be a grandma before i can't get out uh, you know out of bed or before i can't get up off the floor or before i can't get down on the floor and and yet i have parents who are in their mid and late very late 80s and I was just with them and their grand, their great grandson, their grandson and the great grandson were visiting. So my great nephew was there also. What a doll. He's got dimples the size of the grand Canyon on either side of his mouth. Um, and it, what an amazing thing. Generations of thankfully love and joy and caring and, it's just an amazing gift. I feel very privileged. That means well, a lot and I privileged hope to be a grandma. That's one that's day
1: such a blessing. And it's I think it is the way that God intended life to be. And somehow we've really gotten off track. So to get back on track, yeah. I, I want to go back to what you said just as we left uh, the previous segment, which was about the you know, that we we were basically forced um, to have. Uh, vac- vaccines and not just in America, but in places all over the world. And um, it, it's, it's interesting because I just got some uh, emails from the wind star and that's a sailing boat. And my husband and I love to travel on them. And even now uh, we have, we have an upcoming trip. And even now I was looking at the regulations and it says that I have to be vaccinated to get on that boat. And I just think I and I am. And I'm actually to be honest, I'm sorry that I am. But at the time I believed what they said about the vaccines. So I did it. And I, I wish I had I wish, you know, none of my uh grown adult kids were vaccinated. And now they're they're putting that back on me. Hey mom, see you, you said it was great and it didn't turn out to be so great. So yeah, we're still being forced in the way that our lives are restricted unless we do what they want. But so
0: why can that not be the same
1: for mentally ill people?
0: What a fabulous question. And since you have brought this up, it just seems so clear to me that there are so many situations that I read and hear about. And I don't live in a big metropolis like LA or New York City. So I don't have the degree of homelessness that those metropolises have. I don't experience that. Our area in mid-Michigan has homelessness, and I do see it every day on some of the highway, <clears throat> excuse me highway corners, which is an odd place to stand and beg for whatever. Um, but I, I think the problem is so huge and so overwhelming. Perhaps the government doesn't even know where to begin. Except there is a way, and I and I do think that, like you mentioned, Linda, at some point we have to stop paying so much attention to. Oh, I don't want to offend. Oh, I don't I don't wanna they have rights. We can't just take them off the street because they haven't they haven't acknowledged that they would like to be off the street. They would like to stay on the street. You know
1: but that is the point. They can't they can't make those decisions and, right. and you see them and you see them just just disintegrating as human beings, I mean, physically and emotionally on the street, and they are victimized over and over again by people who are stronger than them or smarter than them and is that what people in the ACLU think is better than having them in a safe place to sleep at night with some help and some medication where they can at least be lucid at sometimes that's right. what they think is better I, I just think that that's such injustice it's the same thing to me um not to digress to another subject but i'm i but i have to as no bail saying, oh, this is social justice because everybody should be. No, do you know what social justice is? It's everybody getting the same treatment. It's everybody, if you commit a crime, you go to jail and everybody gets that same treatment regardless of their color, regardless of their income. That's what it should be. And and by doing this whole, you know, no bail social justice, all they do is is victimize people more people, and over and over. And perhaps, and I don't know, back to this sh- Michigan shooter, perhaps, I, d- I don't know what his entire criminal record was, but perhaps he's somebody that should have been behind bars for something. I don't know. Or perhaps, like you say, he should have had mental health care. But something, something what was off in one way or another, either criminally or mentally, and and we are ignoring it. The neighbors, if they ignored it, that's a, that's a huge thing to me. If that's true and they didn't report it, or I can't imagine it, the police not coming out on something like that. Although, you know, Michigan has has its its issues with kind of tying the hands of law enforcement big time in that state. And and with the governor and um, the the people that run Michigan, as as I see it, they 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 don't support their law enforcement a thousand percent there, as in many other states anymore. So I don't I don't know what the circumstances, but you know what? We will know Becky because it will all come out in time. How what whatever the time frame is, it will come out, and we'll right. we'll all learn much more and have more information about how this atrocity happened to students at Michigan State. And doesn't it make you wonder if we need to build fences around our schools of all types and have um, metal detectors as people walk in?
0: I I think we can do all sorts of things like that, but I'm gonna go back to the mental health issue and say that's the root of the problem. And I don't see anything being done. I don't see any movement in the right direction for tackling this behemoth problem. And it, it makes me mad and sad. And, and I, you've heard it echoed a million times. How many more shootings do we have to endure before something changes? Something, anything. And it isn't, in my mind, it's no longer just take away the guns take away the guns. There are other ways to kill people. And, you know, it it could have been a knife. And so the person still has mental health issues. And his weapon of choice, sadly, was a firearm. And it could be a knife and it could be anything else. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Take away the guns. People are still going to kill each other. Yes. um, That that goes back to biblical times. And Cain killed Abel, or was it Abel killed Cain? I always get them mixed up. And he didn't have a firearm, but he killed him anyway. And it's in our human nature to be that ugly, sinful, and we need to do something about the mental health assistance in this country. It's it's not getting any better to just ignore it or to use the platform of well, we. We have to be careful we don't want to offend and speaking of offending i'm gonna shift here just a little bit because i read another article about the south dakota governor christy is it gnome um right Nome, no. okay um signed a bill banning some gender related medical surgical procedures for minors yay <laughs> Yay. I, I was thrilled to hear this because in my mind, the ridiculousness of schools encouraging, and I'm going to use the word encouraging because they're not discouraging youth, children in elementary schools who are coming up to the teacher and just saying, I don't want you to call me. Bob anymore. I want you to call me Roberta because I want to be a girl. And the teacher cannot contact the parents, cannot tell the parents this. They have to follow the edict of a child telling the teacher. I mean, just speaking this, it's like, what sort of society are we now in that we would have children making these types of decisions. I, you know what, when I grew up, I didn't learn to dress myself and pick out my own clothes until I was probably four years old. And I probably looked awesome, whatever I was wearing. I'm sure I mixed plaids and polka dots and colors and, and before I hit it just right, but that's clothing. We're gonna allow children to make these life decisions We all know that there are some youth that have been surgically changed and then regretted it afterward, and that you don't go back. It it doesn't work that way. We don't have interchangeable body parts. But again, and there are going to be a lot of people that don't like this, that I'm going to say, that deals with a mental health issue. Yes,
1: that is a mental health issue. You know, I've seen more and more articles of late especially about schools that, that are not telling the parents about things that they're doing with their kids. So there was just uh, recently a, a young girl and I'm sorry, I don't have the article right at hand, but she was uh, wearing a chest binder so that because the school saw her as being a boy and they called her by a boy's name and the mother happened to find this chest binder and, you know, kind of stormed off to the school and said, what is going on here? The child was told not to tell her mother any of this. And I just, I just can't. And the mother did exactly what I would have done. Um, I would have taken my school, my child right out of the school. I would have sued the school. And that's exactly what she did and she's doing. And, you, this just, this cannot be allowed to happen. And this is, again, goes back to something I could talk about all day, how how we are trying to take the the kind of the ownership of our children away from the parent and give it to the state, like a communist country. The, that is exactly what they're doing. The teachers' union the 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 national teachers Union is all for this they they want the the whole um gender identity curriculum and all this parents have got to continue to speak out it's working where they're speaking out and they've got to be in touch with their children which I think is a huge issue now you know we are going back in in America to a more normal, life after COVID. Right. And I don't want parents to forget again, what they learned while their kids were out of school, that they learned that their kids are not getting a good education, that they're not getting, you know, the, the reading, writing, arithmetic, they're, they're getting gender studies and um, uh, CRT studies and, you know, things, things that parents don't even want them to learn about, about sex in kindergarten and things like that. So we, as parents, need to pay attention big time to what our children are are doing and learning. And the schools, somehow we have to vote out. And these are our school boards. And historically in America, less than uh, something like 10% of the population vote in school board elections. And I don't care <laughs> if you have a child in school or not. They matter because those are the children that are going to grow up and, you know, be, be your leader at some point, you know? So it it matters. School board elections matter and people need to pay attention to who they're voting for and vote for people that, that don't um, believe in this kind of a curriculum. So yeah, it's, it's, it's just a, a terrible place that we're in and isn't it, isn't it, kind of unbelievable that we're even in that place, that we even would consider doing this to our children?
0: Oh, it it's surreal. It's very Orwellian. Um, she states, Governor Noem states, South Dakota kids are our future. With this legislation, we're protecting kids from harmful, permanent medical procedures. I will always stand up for the next generation of South Dakota Dakotans, this bill will keep children under 18 from accessing puberty-blocking drugs, puberty-blocking drugs, hormone therapy, or surgeries that enable them to present as a gender different from the sex on their birth certificate. Now, of course, opponents to this are all up in arms and just saying this is not right. We are you're taking away our freedoms. And you're, you're not allowing for the children to express themselves and be what they want to be. Who are we to say? I mean, the level of ridiculousness from what I'm I'm hearing is, is sick. I don't know how else to say it. Yes. It's sick. And
1: it's not anybody's decision, but, but the parent, but. I think, I think that uh, Rhonda Santos may have gone further with this, at least uh, uh, maybe it was the governor in Oklahoma. You may not have any gender surgery until you're over 18 and you, you can make your own decision. So I, that I support if people want to do that, but, but what they're doing now to our children and not telling the parents is, is like a huge Red flag to me that oh, oh. I can't even imagine. My children yep. are my children. It's they're not
0: the state's children. The World Professional Association for Transgender Health said last year that teens experiencing gender dysphoria. Now remember that is a diagnosis. That what is the percentage? Like point zero zero one percent. That true. Oh,
1: they've <laughs> increased it a lot
0: because. Because they're teaching kids that it's okay to have that. Right, right. So they're saying they can begin taking hormones at the age of 14 and can have certain surgeries at 15 or 17. While the group acknowledged potential risks, it said it was unethical to with- to withhold early treatments, get this, which can reduce suicide risk and improve psychological well-being. But that's not been found to be true.
1: What's been found to be true is that more people who have these surgeries regret it and and are suicidal because they
0: did it. But what bothers me about this is people will read this and they'll stop right there. And they'll be like, oh, that's.
1: Yeah, yeah, We, we, we have a lot of work to do in this country.
0: Don't miss an episode of the Ladies of Liberty Sound Off. Subscribe to the podcast. And for the latest news and inspiration, join us back at AmericaOutloud.com.
2: Take back your sleep. Go to healthycell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. Healthycell.com code OUTLOUD. Healthycell.com code OUTLOUD.
1: Well, Becky, I want to kind of jump back to our first segment just for a second because, you know, you're mentioning about the guns and the lives lost from mass shootings. And then we have, um, Of course, we have people, politicians. Every time this happens, they absolutely go insane and they say, "Nobody should have guns." I see it all over Twitter right now. Oh my gosh, it's it's all the right wing people that want guns, and you're 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 killing all of us. Well, let me let me just tell you that uh, a couple of things. That let's just say in 2022, about 44,000 people in the entire country lost their lives due to gun violence of some way or another could have been that could have that includes things like suicide. Okay. Um, However, the numbers that lose their lives in mass shootings is actually not very large. It sounds terrible. And it is terrible when it happens. But when you take the event that we were talking about, which is three people lost their lives, and I think another five were critically injured. So we don't know what what their status is going to remain for their life. But um, why don't we hear the outrage with 110,000 of our people between the ages of 18 and 45 losing their lives to fentanyl, being brought over the border? Why, Why is there no outrage about that? It is more than twice gun violence. It is hundreds of times more than mass shooting violence. So I just want to point that out because the hypocrisy there is they want to take, they want to take our guns because the government will never be able to take over the population of America and control them while we have guns. So in Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals. It is one of the only two things that have not completely been accomplished by the left, and one and that that is taken away our Second Amendment right. So people hold on to your Second Amendment because once you give it up, uh, the government will be able to do whatever they want to do. But I want to mention a university, Becky. I I got a kick out of this. Um, Virginia has been just such a hotbed of of. Scholastic um, dissension on all levels, and this uh, this university, the University of Richmond, um, had a donor whose name was you know connected with the University of Richmond, a huge donor, T. C. Williams, and he uh, this he started this over 175 years ago. So the Williams family now is saying that what the university said is we're going to take his name off because he had slaves 175 years ago. So we're going to take T.C. Williams name off of the University of Richmond. Well, the Williams family has come out and said they have donated millions and millions of dollars to this university. And if they are going to take their main donor who's who's you know launched this university off, then they want all their money back plus all the interest, which is about 3.6 billion dollars. So um, notified the university that they want their money back and these are, the. this is the money that was donated by uh, the original donor and his, all of his family members over the many generations. generations.
0: Yeah. So
1: I just, I think it's pretty cool that somebody's standing up to these universities and they're woke, um, ridiculous. He had slaves 175 years ago. If you remember, in richmond virginia is where they took the confederate statue uh the general robert e lee statue on a horse when he was on a horse down you know so they're destroying our history and this family is standing up and saying you're not going to destroy our history i love it
0: i love it that's so I mean, we could have an incredible conversation that would probably last days regarding this sort of thing. Um, I applaud them. I commend them for doing that. That's at some point, and I don't mean to make this so simple that it's ridiculous or hurtful, never want to be hurtful. But at some point, I keep hoping and thinking, when will we be able to move forward it just seems like we're perpetually dredging up the past and shining spotlights on the past and staying there and reparations and there are there are some reparations that i think that are good i just saw something on the news not long ago about an african-american family whose land was taken from them without, without um, what do I want to say?
3: Unlawfully.
0: Unlawfully. They they took it as eminent domain. Okay. Which I know is it was, it's a thing, but it was an African-American family and they had, they had done wonderful things with the land and they were financially stable. They were helping other people. I mean, it was, a great community that they were helping to build. It was not, I mean, this, it was a, we'll say philanthropist, even though they were earning money and bettering themselves. Um, Anyway, they, the land was simply taken from them and acres and acres and acres of land. And so this, uh, the now generations are finally saying, you need to, you need to give it back. And the government is like, well, I don't know that we're going to give it back to you. But, you know, maybe we could like name a portion of the land after you. And this woman said, I have to pay them the value of the land. That's what. No, yeah. And this and this woman just said, this was our land. And this land was to be my land. It was just her great grandfather's land. That's not that long ago. And, no. and, they, and they should have that land. Yep. So as, as I'm saying, there are. There are things that should be done to move us forward. And and things like, let's take the name off because they had slaves, 175. Who didn't? I mean, I. it was sad. It was part of, it was so, so, so sad and wrong and evil and sick and terrible. And it was part of our past.
1: And it's part of the world's past. It's not just part of America's past. It's part of the world's past. Please. And they still have slaves in countries. Uh, in in the South America area, uh, Africa, those areas, they still have people that that are enslaved. So, you know, th- this this university put together that they, they took a survey and input from seventy five hundred university and, and community members. None of these people were around at that time. None of these people put their blood, sweat, and tears into this college like this family to did and. These 7,500 students or the, the people that they talked to that were going to the college wouldn't even have that college to go to. So right. this, what else is interesting about this is that T.C. Williams, he owned a tobacco company back in the 1800s and uh, some other companies. And he paid taxes to the government on having 25 to 40 slaves. He paid taxes. So it was okay with the government, right? It was okay at that time. So how do you blame that one person for doing something that was perfectly legal at the time to do? And he he started the university um, by, by a $25,000 donation in 1890 that um, established the foundation for their law programs, development, and, you know, How many people have benefited from this man's donations over the years? And then the family after that. So his original donations, T.C. Williams alone, the original guy, his his contributions would amount to fifty one million dollars. We're not talking about the rest of his family years after. So, you know, how dare they? make a decision like this and say, we're just going to take his name off. I mean, that, that's just, just absolutely terrible. So I'm just saying that we need to get a clue about, you know, life changes and things change. And um, you, you just don't destroy our history like this and, and dishonor this family. And if they want to keep his name off of there, then I hope this family goes after every bit of their money. I do too. What they're saying is, hey, if if his name is not good enough to be on this college, that on this donor list for this college, then his money is not good enough for this college. Maybe the college has to go away. Maybe the college has to go away. And Maybe. People- you know, there are consequences for actions and that's not
0: in today's society. You know? And
1: <laughs> that's another whole entire show. We, about consequences. we should do that. Cause I love talking about consequences and there, there just aren't enough of them anymore. We are treating everybody with kid gloves. And um, when you don't have consequences, then behavior is out of control. We we are not perfect human beings. So
0: But you're right. We have taken away consequences for just about everything. And then there are special consequences for special people, maybe like Hollywood actors that commit felonies of some kind and get away with it somehow and no consequences, slap on the wrist or this or that. And there always seems to be some sort of special arrangement that happens in that genre But with regard to this and with regard to the mental health issue, um, I don't see moving forward if and when and should we move forward with making some major changes with regard to mental health and getting people off the streets, opening up facilities. I won't call them institutions, but I'll say facilities for the, the better health of those that need care. Um, I believe, I strongly believe, that there are ways to do that while respecting the individual. And 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 yet that individual or those individuals need care because they can't make those types of decisions on their own.
1: And the, and, and there, there is also the greater good.
0: Okay? Yes.
1: So we're, you have to protect society from, from harm from people who, who can't make the decisions not to do something violent. You, you have to protect society. So the last thing I, I, I just want to say, because something you said made it happen in my brain When we decide to, you know, look at giving every, the social justice, right? So that, that actor that you were mentioning doesn't get special treatment. So I'm, I think that we did it kind of asked backwards. What we did is instead of holding that Hollywood actor to account, we decided to hold nobody to account. That's the opposite of what we should have done. We should have said, no, it doesn't matter if you're a famous actor, you still get get the punishment. But to have nobody get punishment now is harming all of us every
0: single day. Well, ladies, that's a wrap. One more step for womankind.